Life Audio. Welcome to the Team Us Podcast, where we share how grace, commitment, and cooperation can help couples live the everyday moments of marriage together. Hey, friends, we're Ted and Ashley Slater. Today, we're talking about church and why it can be good for your marriage. We'll share five reasons why and encourage you to get involved in a local church if you aren't already. But look around you, your family, your faith, they're not in the way. They are the way. From the creators of Jesus Revolution comes the incredible true story. It's going to be dangerous and scary and giving up. It's not an option. The story of one family's journey from down under to center stage. Unsung Hero, a for King and Country film starring Candace Cameron Bure and Terry O'Quinn. In theaters now. Visit unsunghero.movie to learn more. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. So, Ted, we met at church. You'd been going to a particular church for a long time and were very involved. I was very involved. I was in the music team. I had been there for years and years and years and years. And you were the new girl. Yes, I was. (laughs) Yeah. And it's kind of interesting how I actually ended up there Uh because I didn't I invite you. No, No. I had recent. You invited me to small group. Okay. Right. And I felt compelled to go Mm, and went, even though my schedule was crazy busy with Mm -hmm. working full time and going to school full time. Mm -hmm. But anyway, back to how I ended up at that church. Right. So I had moved to the area to go to grad school. Right. And I had lots of people inviting me to church and I tried different churches and I actually went to one church with a coworker and she was like, come back the next week. And I was like, Oh, I don't feel like I'm supposed to, really? which is really hard to tell somebody. <laughs> but then another coworker uh-huh. invited me to his church and I was like, okay, I'm going to go try it. And that's where I met our mutual friend who introduced me to you. Ha. So if that I mutual friend would be the Jess- Holy Spirit. Well, Jessica. Okay. <laughs> but if I hadn't been sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit in that instance, we might not have ever met. I might've kept going to my other friend's church just to make her happy. Right. And somebody would have come up with a podcast called Team Them. <laughs> <laughs> Be Maybe. <like> them. <laughs> so, well, over the years, we've taken being active members of our local church pretty seriously. Oh, that's true. First thing we do when we come to a new place, when we move to a new location, is make finding a church priority. Right. And getting involved. Mm-hmm. I mean, different seasons, it's been harder to get involved as quickly or as regularly as other seasons, especially when we have like three teenagers and a preteen and they all have stuff going on. Different and, needs, different activities. That's yeah. Right. But, you know, in the two decades since we first met, like you said, we've been very purposeful mm-hmm. to find churches and get involved. And you always like to say, we have friends here. We just haven't met them yet. And it's true. And we've been in this location for a little over a year and been going to our church for about a year. And we're already making some friends that we can right. call friends. Yeah. Okay, I have to share a little tangent here that does relate to church. Oh, this is unusual, a tangent. Yeah, no. (laughs) So this morning, we went to church. Yep. 
because it's a Sunday. We're recording on a Sunday, mm-hmm. although you may be listening a different day of the week. Right. Or maybe um, you go to church on a Saturday. Maybe. Or Wednesday. Right. Or Friday. Anyway, back to my tangent. the point of my tangent here. Yes. So if you've been listening to the podcast, you know that we have been having a house built and it's been taking a super long time. <laughs> and we recently found out. to be exact. Right. We found out that somehow the cabinets had not been ordered. Right. So there was a delay with them. But then we went and visited the house recently mm-hmm. and they were there Lo and behold, and we were even told that it was kind of amazing that they had come so quickly. So this morning, right. you know, we get to church and we're talking to our campus pastor's wife and she told me how, well, she told us how on her route to church, sometimes she feels led to drive past our house and Very pray. Nice. And I got all moved because I'm like, I think that's why our cabinets came at lightning speed. Because people in our church care about what's going on with us and follow God's leading and drive past our house on the right. way to work and pray for us. Right. I mean, that's just one benefit of church. But we're going to get into, you know. Other benefits. Other reasons it can be good for your marriage. Absolutely. But first, I want to talk about how scripture actually encourages us to be an active part of the body of Christ. Because mm-hmm. especially after COVID, where, you know, churches went online Right. So it's easy very to stay easy. in your pajamas and just sit there and watch passively. Right. And some weeks we do sit at home and watch. And watch. But we try to be active. We right. sing along, even if it's a little awkward. We sing along and we ask questions and stuff during. So we're active. Right. But there's a definite benefit to going in person. Absolutely. And being there. Right. And, you know, in the book of Acts, Luke illustrates the beauty of believers, you know, living together. Of Jesus followers, you know, walking through daily life hand in hand as they learn, love, and live the gospel, mm-hmm. you know. And then in the New Test, in the New Testament, I'm mm-hmm. having trouble talking again. <laughs> Hebrews ten twenty four to twenty five tells us, and let us consider how to stir one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. So, you know, we're told not to neglect the kind of fellowship found in church. Right. You know, I I hear some people say, you know, but I feel more connected with God when I'm out in nature or I don't like anybody at church or they're judgy or whatever. There's some validity to all of that. I mean, when you're out in the wilderness, you do feel your stress leave you. And that that gives you, you know, a sense of God's presence. But scripture is pretty clear. We're supposed to meet together. And church is a great way to make that happen. Right. And there are dysfunctional congregations out oh, there, yeah. you know, ones that might not be ideal or helpful to your marriage. Mm-hmm. But we're really encouraging all of you listening to find a strong, healthy, life-giving church. Mm-hmm. And that might take some time, you know. And if you've been part of a church that's been dysfunctional, you might be harder for you to feel safe and courageous mm-hmm. to go find Well, we live a in a small one. town, you know, between Phoenix and Tucson that most people haven't heard of. And there are plenty of churches in this little tiny little town. Right. And we visited several and we found a great one. Yeah. And there are other great ones if, you know. Yeah. So So sometimes it just takes trying different churches to find one that is the right fit for you. And then when you're, once you're in church, it might take a little time to find a small group. I mean, right Mm -hmm. now we're not part, we're not part of a small group together. Mm -hmm. Like I have a group of friends from my Bible study group. Mm that I did last spring and we still get together and we still encourage each other. Right. Okay. So let's get back to the practicals. So why is church good 
for our marriage or can be good for our marriage. Here are five things that Ted, you and I have experienced. So one church provides shared experiences. Oh, right. Like the sermon. We can talk about the sermon. This is an obvious example, right? Right. Like this morning we talked about heaven and hell and what heaven might be like and what it might not be like. And we can talk about that because it's a, something we shared together, an experience we shared together, listening to a sermon together. Right. And that's actually going to come up in one of the other points. Oh. Too. You're like ahead of the game. <laughs> ahead of the game. Yeah. I mean, a huge part of marriage is shared experiences. Right. Right. And making memories together and sharing experiences together. Right? Yeah. And it starts before you go to church. Starts getting when we get up and we anticipate, okay, we're going to church today. You Uh know, let's make sure the kids get up. Although, in all honesty, none of them went to church with us today. Although one of them is sick and had a bad cough. She wanted to go to church so bad. She was crying because she wasn't able to go to church. And she wasn't old enough to stay home by herself. So an older one needed to. Yeah. One had trouble getting up. (laughs) So our mornings are not always perfect. Not everyone makes it to church Mm -hmm. every Sunday but we try. We try. But yeah, I mean, before we get to church, you know, eating breakfast, getting mm-hmm. ready and then driving to church and then listening to the sermon and worshiping together and then coming home, those are all shared experiences. That's a great point. Right, even just making breakfast together. We had biscuits and gravy. It's kind of a thing I do once in a while. Yeah, although so. you made it, I didn't help. But you enjoyed it. You I shared did. it. Yes. Huh? This is true. It was a shared experience. Mm-hmm. That tends to be more of a Sunday morning before church right? kind of breakfast. Okay. So one, church provides shared experiences. Two, and this is what you were getting to, mm. church sparks conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, life is hectic. Even your though life. <laughs> my life is your life. <laughs> I mean, even though we both work from home, so we mm-hmm. see each other all day long, that doesn't mean that all of our conversations are meaningful. A lot of them are, okay. I consider them meaningful. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay, like, okay. So Greg Smalley yes. talks about how we can have work conversations and heart conversations. Oh, yeah, yeah. We have a lot of work We have a lot of work conversations. Like logistics and stuff. Right, like uh-huh. things that need to happen and get done. Uh-huh. Whereas heart conversations are those things that deepen your connection and you really get to hear how the other one is feeling and thinking and that kind of stuff. So we have a lot of work conversations, but I think church opens up an opportunity for us to have more heart conversations because, you know, it helps facilitate those deep conversations, whether it's a message from one of our pastors or a group study during the week or a conversation we have with somebody at church. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it gets us talking deeper than we might during the week when we're going who needs to be picked up at right. what time? Exactly. Where? That's a big part of the week is, again, logistics, getting so-and-so to such-and-such club or to school or picked up or to a friend's house or what's for dinner and who's going to make it. And Right. Well, yeah, that's a good point. And we're having a little bit of an issue recently with syncing our schedules. Like sometimes we do well, but I have to get up. Syncing as in like connecting them together, making work together, not syncing as in it's going to the bottom of the ocean. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Like I have to get up early to get the girls ready for school and take them. Thank you, by the way. And so by the end of the day, which is normally the time when we connect, I'm Uh usually tired and I'm like, I just can't even have deep conversations (laughs) right now. So this offers us a chance to not only talk on Sunday about the Mm -hmm. messages, but sometimes throughout the week as we consider it upon, you know, we continue to ponder and chew on what was taught it gives us things to talk about. That's a great point. 
Yeah. Okay. okay. So number three. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Church provides opportunities to serve together. Uh, does this mean we're halfway through the podcast already? I we're guess on number so. three. Well, Dang, yeah. It's going fast. Three okay. out of five. Keep going. Do you want me to talk slower? No, 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 no. You're doing okay. good. So the Apostle Paul often wrote of and to those who partnered with him in sharing the gospel. So church offers us as couples the opportunity to partner together in sharing the gospel too. We can do that through serving others. Now, I admit that at our current church... We're still slowly figuring out ways to serve together. But we, are, we have gone through some training to prepare us to help with like premarital counseling and stuff. Not right. counseling, premarital mentorship. Right. Because we are not counselors, nope. as we have said. We are mentors. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, we were actually even talking to our campus pastor today, today about maybe doing Prepare and Enrich, which we did training for with a couple, maybe in the new year. Right. And we've been table leaders for a parenting course. You, you helped out with the uh, toddlers or I did. Younger? Uh-huh. Yeah, but we're actually going to do what Christmas Eve service with. Right. Help me out. Like upper grade school. So we're involved in serving and it, it feels good and it's the right thing to do to be involved in your church. You're right. Not an observer, but a participant. Well, and there's, I mean, we've had friends who have volunteered side by side in children's ministry for years. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Yep. Or they've led the congregation in music together. Yep. You know, and I think that as couples, as we work together for a shared purpose, that it draws us closer to each other as well. Team us. Team us. <laughs> it also connects us with the same people at church. Uh-huh. I think it helps us build friendships. Of course um, it does. Right. When you're working together with other people, you can't help but have conversations and shared experience and you build connections that way too. Right. So serving together. I mean, that's not only a way to contribute to you know, the body of Christ, but also to strengthen your bond as a couple. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Number four. Let's go. Church offers support and accountability. Uh Oh, (laughs) it's not that kind of like, uh are we talking church discipline? They're going to crack down on you. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm thinking back to when we went through our miscarriage, Mm -hmm. which was 
Oh, wow. That was like 12 years ago at this point. I know we've talked about it on the podcast before, but, you know, members of our church really loved and comforted and supported us through that. With their words and also with their actions, like practical stuff. I still remember getting a pizza. Right. Out of the blue, you know, just here's here a couple of pizzas. Well, and wasn't that one of those things where they didn't even, it wasn't, what can we do for you? It was, we've been through something like this before. And it was really helpful when Mm -hmm. people brought us a meal. So Mm -hmm. we're bringing you pizzas and they just did it. And that was super helpful. And then when you lost your job, which time (laughs) shortly after the miscarriage. Yeah. I remember, and I don't know if we've told this story on the podcast, we probably have, Uh and I'll probably get all choked up because I always do. When I Mm -hmm. tell this story, I remember our pastor, this is in Colorado Springs. Oh yes. He called me into his office and was like, Uh here's an envelope of money for you. I don't know how much is in it, but Mm -hmm. someone in the church gave it to us and said, we want you to pray and figure out who needs this Mm -hmm. because we were in a difficult situation in the past and now we're in a good place and we want to help someone else. So I'm going to get choked up. It ended up being like a thousand dollars in cash, which is a lot of money, but it also more than the money. I think it just meant a lot that we weren't forgotten. Exactly. By God or by our church. Exactly. I mean, it could have been $5 and I still would be choking up right now because it did in that moment. It was like God and the people in our community saying, I see you. I remember you. You're not alone. And that would not have happened if we weren't involved in the church. Right. And again, it's not just that we benefited financially from this, but (laughs) you're not going to be financially blessed necessarily by going to church. But just a reminder that we're not forgotten that the church remembers us through difficult stuff we're going through and God remembers us and works through the church and friends to comfort us. Well, and they knew us at church. Because we had been involved. Right. We didn't just come in, sit in the back and, and leave, leave without talking to anyone. So, I mean, that's an important point is that it was because we right. were active and involved that God was able to put us on their hearts. Sure. I mean, just showing up at church is good. Yeah. You know, but it's even richer when you're involved. Yeah. And, you know, for some personalities, it's easy to jump in. Mm-hmm. and get involved and do stuff. Other mm-hmm. personalities, it might be harder. It might take, take more, more, time. more time and more courage. Mm-hmm. You might have to step out of your comfort zone, you know, do things afraid, but it's sure. worth it. That's At least courage. we've, yeah. Who was it that said that? Was it Ernest Hemingway? Grace Under Pressure, I think. Yeah. It's also the name of an album that I like listening to. Nice. By a band that will go unnamed, but they can search it. Okay. It's Rush. Okay. I was wondering it's if it was Christian Rush. Band, but well, but didn't we talk about Rush in the last episode? Maybe. No, we didn't talk about it in the last episode. We talked about it quite a few episodes yeah. ago when we were talking about how to connect when you feel disconnected. We're going to alienate so many people by mentioning Rush. Really? No. Okay. All right. <laughs> so number five. Does this mean we're coming in for the landing? It does. Okay. We'll see if we can focus. We're a little all over the place today. <laughs> oh, wait, I've got a tangent. No, no, no. Save it for later. Okay. <laughs> So church fosters spiritual unity. Okay. So as we sit under gospel centered teaching and actively talk about it, we stay on the same page spiritually. You know, we find our good points. Thank you. No, that's good. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we find ourselves wrestling with theology together Mm -hmm. and that, you know, further serves to unite us. So, I mean, we've done that before, right? Right. You know, somebody brings up, you know, uh, do you believe in speaking in tongues or whatever? And then you and I talk about it. Right. 
you know, and then we get in the same page. We're maybe, <laughs> or what was the question? I don't Some, remember, but I this forget. is going to take us on a, a another tangent. Change. Anyway, the point is right. that we are exposed to the same doctrine, theology, whatever scriptures, you know, we work through them together. We talk about them or, and then we, you know, stay on the same page. Yeah. More or less. Yeah. And you know, we're not the only ones who found that to be true. Like I had one friend tell me that worshiping God together is a great way to keep both pairs of eyes looking in the same direction. Mm -hmm. And another one shared, you know, we've learned so much about patience, forgiveness, and being truly one by staying connected to a church. That's good. Yep. So, all right. We're near the end now. No. So we're going to recap. So church can be good for your marriage. And five reasons why include one, it provides shared experiences Two, it sparks conversation. Three, church provides opportunities to serve together. Four, it offers support and accountability. And five, church fosters spiritual unity. Man, I wanted a church. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) let's go. Well, we went this morning, but we'll go again soon. Okay, so now it's time for Us Time Challenge. Mm -hmm. This week, I think we should just encourage those listening to go to church together, whether it's a midweek small group or it's a Sunday morning gathering and just notice maybe one or two ways that it brings you closer together. And if you feel like it's not doing that, because I will say that I think Sunday mornings specifically are notorious for lots of conflict and division (laughs) coming up because I think the enemy does not want us to go Mm -hmm. to church and worship together. Mm So it's a great time to lose patience with each other, right. go to church divided and irritated. Whoops. I mean, it happens, <laughs> uh-huh. you know? So if you're finding that it's not naturally bringing you together because maybe some of those things are happening, then do something to change that. Right. You know, maybe listen to the sermon and then talk about it mm-hmm. and see how that can unite you. Yeah. And it's I good. mean, we did that today. We talked about not got in conflict but (laughs) talk about the sermon Uh you know so all right well thanks for joining us on the team us podcast we're looking forward to next time when we talk about how you can navigate stressful decisions together as a team team us with ted and ashley slater is a production of life audio and salem media if you liked what you heard today please take a second to rate and review the podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. This is Perseus Poku, host of the Sound Reasoning Ministry podcast. Learn how to share and defend your faith by listening to us weekly. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.